BeastNet podcast, sponsored in part by James Safety Services, OCR Buddy, and supported by the fitness community. Here we discuss all things fitness-related, running, rucking, mental health and preparedness, and of course, obstacle course racing. Welcome to the BeastNet. Talk with Jason Rich, who recently completed the uh, Celtic Warrior Challenge with Julie Wolf and her team, and... Uh, just want to reach out to him because I heard he did pretty good in that race. Uh, Jason, tell us a little bit about yourself to start. What got you into OCR and uh, who are you? Uh, I'm Jason Rich. Uh, currently, I'm living outside of New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, uh, family man. I'm dad of father of four kids, uh, ranging from nine to almost a one-year-old. What in a couple of days? Uh, the youngest turned one. Uh, I've always grown up loving fitness and everything else. I actually grew up playing soccer running around the fields, uh, doing that pretty much indoor, outdoor, year-round long. I was always out playing. And then uh, in college, I got into a little bit more weightlifting, fitness running around. And then as things progressed and started a family and that, I was watching American Ninja Warriors, saw the Spartan races on on TV and started Googling and searching, is that anywhere, anything near me? And uh, 2016, I found a, a Warrior Dash that I was able to go. My wife and I went and, and did that together, had a blast, and then come to find out, um, unfortunately, I wasn't looking to be able to travel too far, and there's not a whole lot of obstacle course races down here in the south. Um, I got lucky, found a random site um, for Battle OCR, a local race down here also uh, put on, and got into that, did a handful of those, um, and then found local ones. I did I've gone out and done a couple of savages, conquered the gauntlet the, the past couple of years, traveled a little bit and made family vacations out of it. And then uh, saw Celtic Warrior was right up in Meridian. I went up to college up in Mississippi State. So have family over in that area and that as well. So it's like, hey, another local OCR here that I can go and support and get my feet wet, get a little muddy, do some obstacles and, and play around. So I really like the the fitness. I love being outside. I love being outdoors and running. And so it just kind of came down my alley. Awesome. You also said you like to do ninja. Do you have a, a local ninja gym there that you like to, to participate in? Yeah, I'm very fortunate. There is actually a local gym called Nola Muscle Park. It's uh, located right there in New Orleans or outside of New Orleans. And um, I go and they put on... I started, they did like ninja night on Friday nights. I'd go and compete and then we'd be able to go and train there a little bit. And then, uh, they host, um, so there's the show American Ninja Warrior that you kind of have to have your story to get on. Um, I haven't been fortunate enough to be picked to go on the show itself, but, um, because of the show, a lot of the ninjas have put on and kind of created like their own little leagues. And so there's this national ninja league that, the our gym is a host for. And so I've actually competed in um, a few of those events. I took second in one of them uh, recently earlier this year. Um, my boy competed last season and stuff as well. Uh, he qualified to go to their Worlds, which was in North Carolina last February. And we were able to go and meet some of the big ninjas out there. He got to compete, play on the obstacles. Uh, great fun, lots of fun. They actually have another competition coming up here um, December 12th and 13th. It's a double header. You can get uh, two competitions for one weekend stay down in new orleans um i'll actually um i'll be helping actually run the run the competition with the owner uh, to help him out a little bit with everything going on since i've already qualified for for the next round so that competition here in a couple of weeks is that uh at your gym there 
Yeah, it's at the it's it's being hosted by yeah. Nolan Muscle Park, um, and it's for the National Ninja League, and uh, it's an opportunity to qualify for the regionals, which will be uh, start being hosted in January February timeframe. And what's cool is uh, you there's different age groups, so it'll be kids from eight years old all the way to the the adults forty over, and an elite section, and you have your own little age group, and uh, you get two chances at, at the course or two chances one competition on Saturday, and then a completely new one with a different course on Sunday. If you're wanting to you know see what they do on the show, it's here local and close by, and and I love it. It it gives me an opportunity to do like the grips and the the strength. Um, which also translates over into the OCR world, um, at least for the obstacle proficiency. It makes a lot of the obstacles in OCR very simple, um, which means that you have to spend a little bit more time running. See, I've seen a lot of guys uh, doing crossover from um, Ninja into OCR and vice versa, just because with Ninja there's so much grip strength and upper body that you have to have, as well as the agility to move quickly from one obstacle to the next. Yeah, no, I love going between the two. The problem is a lot of times like OCR, there's a lot of like the endurance in the running. And then the ninja is a lot of just like, like you said, the upper body grip strength and the endurance of just being able to hang and have that upper body strength. And so they're two completely different worlds. But boy, if you can work with both, they do complement each other very well. Yeah, I bet. Uh, You said you did battle OCR down there. Uh, You ever run into Dwayne Legrand, uh, the Bayou Spartan, he likes to call himself? Yeah, I've... I've done, I've, I've met Dwayne. I've done a handful of workouts with him outside of uh, the race. Actually, uh, the race director, Sid, um, and, and Dwayne, I've actually helped Dwayne and work with him as we, I helped build the course with uh, Battle OCR. And then he also uh, was part of another race, uh, Vanguard, down here that um, I don't think is, is functioning anymore at the moment. But uh, he also was helping out with that. I went and supported him with that and, and ran in that. And I guess he's also an ambassador for Celtic warrior at, at the moment as well. So. Yeah. That's why I brought it up. I saw that, uh, when you brought up battle OCR there, cause Dwayne does them and he also does uh legend born racing. And, uh, he also hangs out with the more heart than more heart than scars crew down there. So yeah, a lot of the teams, that, a lot of the teams that I run with, <laughs> yeah, um, he, he's, he's all over the OCR circuit. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could travel and be out as much as uh, a lot of the other guys. Hopefully next year um, there won't be so many travel restrictions. My work will not uh, allow me to board an aircraft right now. So I'm kind of stuck with the Pacific Northwest in my own little hole here, which uh, we've had one OCR in Washington this year, and I've managed to get out to it. So At least you're able to make it. Yeah, usually we have about a dozen up here that are local primarily, and then the, the two Spartan races and the one one uh, Tough Mudder. But uh, this year, none of that stuff happened. Just one little local um, adventure soccer. They raised money for a village over in Africa, actually, is all they they put it on for. So it's awesome. Yeah, there's a couple of smaller ones you that were supposed that you, to happen, uh, and they got canceled as well. It's just it's been a rough year for being able to do OCR, that's for sure. It has been. Uh, Celtic Warrior originally was supposed to be back in, what, May, I think, or something? July. May or July. and Yeah, July, and then it got pushed, and then we had October, and then... So, yeah, I think it was May, and then COVID hit, then they went July, and then we had a yeah. hurricane, hurricane, and then it October, and we had another hurricane, and so then they, they hit up right before Thanksgiving. So <laughs> I'm glad that they were persistent and, and kept with it, that's for sure. 
Yeah, Julie's uh, definitely committed. Next year, I think she's got five or six races on her docket uh, that we'll be talking about on the show here shortly in the future. That's a lot of work. Uh, you said you got that. It is. She, uh, I don't know that she sleeps. I don't think graphic design and a bunch of other things. So I don't see where she's got time. <laughs> yeah. You were saying early on, you got to, you got to go do a warrior dash with your wife and then you're doing Ninja with your son. Um, yes. Does she still, does your wife still get out and do any of the other races with you or is she just kind of kick uh, back she, and uh, oh, with four kids now, I guess you kind of got. Oh no, some, she, some she still gets out there. <laughs> so um, I actually, I think I've managed to course or talk in and trick Almost all of my my brothers and sister, I've talked her dad and her sister and uh, husband all to come out and do races, and I make it a family event. So I learned pretty quickly um, that I can't do the open wave because I want to see how fast I can do. So what I end up doing is I'll sign up and do the competitive, get my competitiveness out, and then um, I'll go back out on the course with them um, as they run a little bit later in the morning and uh kind of help them through and, and have a good time and so she's come out she's done warrior she's done almost all the battle races with me uh we've done a tough mutter together um she wasn't able to do um she hasn't been able to race for about a year or so now just because of the pregnancies the doctor said yeah that's probably not a good idea but she uh she comes out and she even does the ninja ninja stuff as well that's the one thing i i love about the fitness as well with the obstacle course races and the ninja is we make it a family event my kids come out and they train with me in the garage. I set up my own gym in the garage and everything. They'll come out and train with me in the garage. They'll come ride my ride bikes next to me while I'm doing my runs. Um, really, I, I made, you know, being fitness, being fit and staying active and healthy is important to me. And I want my kids to see it. And I like to make it so that they're involved in doing it as well. Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. Let's talk about Celtic Warrior. Um, I hear you did pretty good in that race. Yes. I. It, it, thankfully, I've been putting in a lot of training. I I did a race the end of last year, time of in the August time frame, and about two miles in, I just hit a wall. And I was like, man, I need a – I'm great at the obstacles and everything, but the running and everything just – just tore me up. So I figured, you know what, I need to get back to training, um, get figure out how to do this, this running business, right? Ninja got me strong for the obstacles and I need to be able to get the running. So I, I did some research, found some books, started doing some training. Then, um, towards July of this year, I was able, um, so I trained all through, but last August through March and luckily battle OCR was able to do the race the weekend before COVID hit. And I was able to go have a strong showing there. Um, was able to get up on the podium and had a the SIDS races are, are awesome. Very rig heavy ops, um, upper body and stuff. I did really well there. And then I kept training, but COVID just kind of kept us in. So I've been running and doing what I can. And then I saw that Rich Diaz and BJ Jones put together a virtual obstacle course race training program, which I found very unique. I hadn't seen anything like that before. So I signed up back at the end of July and uh, they've been working. It's about every week they send out, about four to six workouts between running and OCR type stuff. Um, treadmill work with heels, which is good for me down here. And it prepped me to hit the, I'm crazy enough. I think we gained like 700 feet of elevation during that Celtic warrior race. I, I just that, that there was so much technical uphill terrain 
it was unbelievable. And if I hadn't been doing all the training in the off season or during this whole time, I wouldn't have lasted. That's for sure. Yeah, the venue there, Meridian, looked like just a beautiful venue. I was watching the videos all week long when when Julie was posting them, and and you had the two water crossings and running around the lake there. It just looked like just a great location to have that race. Dude, it was beautiful, and I didn't even realize it was there. So I went up to I went to school up in Mississippi State in Starkville, and then um, my my family, my my wife's family, lives over in Hattiesburg area. So Meridian's like the halfway point. And I would travel back and forth constantly through Meridian, like on a regular basis. And I had no clue that that place was there. And so it was pretty cool to see like right there close by the, all the trails, the trees, the woods. It, I couldn't have asked for a better location, like right there in the middle of Mississippi. That it, it, it was great. Absolutely loved it. I think plans on that same location. Yeah, I think uh, next year for at least one of her races. From from what I was understanding, and I guess she'll give you more insight when you when she comes on again later. Um, but my understanding, talking to some of the people there and with them, is that I think she's planning on having the whole series and having it kick off and have the start of the season there at that venue, and then end the season there at the venue, um, right there there in Meridian. And I, I can't blame her. I mean, you have all like the restaurants, the local stuff is right there next to it. The hotels and everything, literally like you get up and in less than five minutes, you're right there at the venue. Like you, you can't ask for anything better for it being like right off the interstate and you're right there, but yet you feel like you're secluded from everything. It's, it's phenomenal. And she has endless trails to choose and, and go from to get back in the woods with a little bit of some openings to be able to put the obstacles in. And then the city, it looks like, has been very kind to them um, on the land. They've been able to put in some, you know, like the sternum checker and the big log crawl up over top and everything. Um, they just went ahead and installed them right there in the woods made out of the logs and everything. It looks like they're letting them keep some of those obstacles there where they have permanent locations in the woods for some of the obstacles for us to go in and, and race past. It sounds like they just, it was a, a match made in heaven between the city and her company to get that series going forward you said there's about 700 feet elevation gain um and it was a lot of technical running um yes. that just she run you back on the question trails, or how did you guys do that yeah it looks like uh we, we started off on like a little atv four-wheeler track that they had and then it just but she went straight up onto the hiking horse trails and switched us back and forth up and down all the way around as it just kind of zigzagged in and out between the road and then back into the the wooded trails um it's like a single track all the way around and then you'd pop up and there you'd have um here's a way to carry for you to go kind of put your feet in get about knee deep with a, a nice heavy carry every now and again into the into the lake and then uh back out into the woods running up and down the and the, the trails up and down the hill so for you what was the most challenging obstacle there the one that surprisingly gave me the most difficulty uh, we were about what four miles in um four and a half miles in and they had a i think it's either 20 or 25 pound like medicine ball for the the mills and right there on the on the hill in the in the woods then hanging up they had like a two by four hanging probably like 10 feet up in the air nailed up to a tree and you had to toss the thing twice over over the top like a strong man throw. And uh, 
yeah, I, I, the first two went up underneath and finally I got the, the, I got figured out a little bit better the technique and got my legs underneath me and was able to get the, the final two. Um, that was probably the one that gave me the most trouble. Um, but I know the one that was most challenging for everybody else was, uh, the, the obstacle he called nunchucks. And it's exactly as it sounds. It's, uh, the, a pegboard. And what he took is he took the pegs and he actually put a chain on either end of them. So you couldn't go more than just like one move at a time along the pegboard. So it's no longer, a lot of times you see people, at least in like those races and stuff, they're able to like reach out really far, put one peg in, hold it, and then reach out really far with another peg, like a monkey bar. And then they're able to get to the bell. This forced you where you had to do almost every single peg along, uh, along the board to, to get to the end. So I know that one was probably that, that took out most people with their, with their bands. And say you're right. A lot of people at uh, Savage and the other guys that have those those peg walls, they'll go with their full arm span, basically go from one to the next and, and have the least number of transfers. Yep. This one you had to at least put in probably about five moves minimum in order to be able what to What was your the favorite bell. obstacle? What did, what probably did that one. I, I love the upper body. I love the rigs. Um, uh, unfortunately yeah. for this one, they, they, they only have the two which is fine um, for the startup and what she was doing and what, what they're dealing with. Like that was, that was good. Um, I enjoyed the, the Atlas carry surprisingly, the Atlas carry was kind of fun uh, carrying that around over into the, into the lake and back out. And I think the best, like what they're able to do to keep a challenge was um, about halfway through the race, you came up to a mud, a, a barbed wire crawl or basically crawl in the mud. So there's really no way you get around and your hands and everything's all muddy straight into rope climb. So that's when I was thankful that you're up in the front of the pack and not towards the end of the day after that whole bit ropes caked in mud. Yeah. That would probably get real rough uh, later in the day with just the rope being soaked. <laughs> yeah. I guess the, the other obstacle that probably took the most out of me um, outside of the ball throw was the three seven foot walls or eight foot walls, like two feet apart from each other that you had to touch the ground in between. Um, and you couldn't get the run up. So it really was like a, you're already, you know, your heart rate's maxed out. You come up to that wall, you have to jump up and kind of muscle your way over and drop down. And then you don't have any way to run up or anything. You really had to, you know, dig deep to jump up and pull yourself over and doing that three times in a row with your heart rate up and then trying to get the pace going right after again. That, that was a nice little uh, change up that I hadn't seen in a race like that. Usually you have the walls and they're like six feet or four feet and you can just kind of hurdle over them or there's space to get the run up. But having them that close where you really had to do just like a standing jump and muscle your way over. It was a nice little, nice little challenge there. Yeah. I think they call that the uh, triple sevens. And I see a lot of, a lot of the more limber athletes will run up to a wall usually and they'll do the kind of the handstand over it or the flip over it. And with the triple sevens are close enough together. You can't do that. You have to just get up, transition, drop, get up, transition, drop. Yep. It's, <laughs> a it's a lot more effort to it than, uh, yeah. <laughs> than a regular wall. Yes. It, it drains you a lot more than what you normal technique would be out on the, on the course in an open area. That's for sure. You finished that one up. You podiumed, right? Yes. I came in second by nine that's seconds. A, a pretty good one. Since it's not very, not very many races this year. Um, what'd you think about the guy that won it? Down the earth country boy. He's actually from the area. Is is so the the one thing um, I don't know if it was because of the COVID restrictions or because of how they had the course laid out with the obstacles and the you know limited amount of um, 
equipment they had for like their carries and stuff, but they ended up, or I don't know, but they put us off in waves. So when we took off, I was at the very front and I went off with a group of five. And then I think every two to three minutes, they sent the rest of us off in, in little groupings. So it turned into a time trial, not necessarily like your normal race back and forth. So I came across, you know, the very beginning, no one, you know, passed me up or anything. I came across the line first, but then it's kind of a waiting game. And so I didn't know until we got to the awards. I, I figured I was on the podium just based off of everything. But the guy that came in first, uh, he didn't have a watch on him. And so when it came time and they're announcing the, the winners, I came in second. And then they said by nine seconds, he took first. And I was like, ah. Oh. I was like, I'm happy I'm on podium, but at the same time, I was like, man, I wish we would have started at the same time, just, you know, having nine seconds right there, neck and neck. I would have loved to see how things would have gone down the stretch with both of us. But the guy's super nice. He's, uh, he's a little bit older than me, has his little family. I actually found out he has a, a newborn coming here shortly, so he, uh, he's excited about that. But he grows up in the area. He's around there. He goes and runs the trail all the time. He's excited to have everybody in his backyard getting to see, you know, the cool venue and everything that they had. And uh, I, it's that that's one thing I love about the OCR community. Like you go there and you just, it's like a, almost instant family. Everybody's just happy to be there and uh, get to know each other. Yeah. Julie was telling me that was his first OCR. So I thought that was amazing to hear that he uh, came out and spoke it for their first it, time. Yeah. He, it was cool. I was talking to him afterwards and he's like, yeah, I've done a lot of running, everything else. And I've worked on, you know, he, he learned about more with this form. And then he's telling me, he's like, yeah, I got the running down pretty good, but I was, I was worried about the obstacle stuff. So I just kind of looked at the the basic. I knew I needed to put on, get strength, but not get bulky. And so he's like, I did some power type moves. So I basically do like pull-ups and then I would do like some biceps and back and a little bit of some, some squats and off I went. And, you know, his, his little training routine that he put in for himself worked out really well. And uh, he, he, he crushed it. He, he did a good job. Yeah. I just- I, I thought that was just an amazing part of the story there, that, that new guy to the team. And, and like you said, it's our community. Even though he was new, everyone just wrapped him up and wanted to hug him and tell him great job because that's all we're, we're all out there, just to push each other to do better for ourselves. Um, you know, OCR kind of grew out of the let's get people off the couch and get people moving, and that's all it was yes. grown out of. So, um, yeah. And then it's good. He's asking questions with everybody else about good. training and – and then I think he learned a lot from it too, because afterwards we were sitting there talking and he's able to talk about gear and, you know, different shoes and how, you know, how we go about training and doing things. And that's the, the other good thing is at the end of the day, when you're done, you sit and talk to your competitors and you, you work together on making each other better. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, you have to put in your own work and you want them to come as best prepared to challenge you so that you both, you know, grow and get better as you go along. Yeah, this year with the lack of races, the, the community aspect has been really tough. Uh, a lot of us up here in the Northwest without the races, you know, we eight, 10, 12 times a year. That's the only time we get together. Maybe that in a holiday party or something. And, and even the holiday party has to be on the super down low because our governor's out to get us up here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so do you have any more races coming up this year? I know you got the competition here in a couple of weeks for the, the Ninja. Is there any more races or plans so, for next year? Um, I, I am signed up uh, for the Tactical Titan is what it's called. It's right there in uh, Florida. It's supposed to happen. I was supposed to do it back in August, I think. Um, but because of COVID, it got postponed. So I'll be meeting up with one of my friends, one of my OCR buddies, uh, and we'll be racing that January 22nd or 23rd right there in Florida for the Tactical Titan. 
And then outside of that, I don't have anything planned. I, I am qualified and I am planning on going to, to Worlds in Vermont, uh, which is September, I think, is when they've rescheduled that for. So I'm looking forward to actually going out there and playing on all the obstacles. I'm, I'm excited about, about that. Um, I'll probably end up, I know Battle of Seattle will probably end up doing another race uh, sometime next year, hopefully, if everything uh, goes well. And then Celtic, I think they're planning on um, March, April timeframe is kind of the rumors I've heard. We'll see what happens after all this, but I'll probably get out and do Celtic again since it's right here in the backyard. Awesome. Anything else that you want to tell us about yourself or for the viewers, things that uh, that they should know or any advice for them? Don't be afraid. It's, uh, the, the stuff you see, like the even like with the Ninja, the Spartan, the, the OCR, any of that stuff, I mean, a lot of times, yeah, we make it look easy, but um, we had to go through the same learning curve and everything else that everyone else did. Um, so if you're wanting to get out, if you're wanting to go do it, don't be afraid. Just get out there and do it. The The cool thing with either of those communities, everything I've seen, even with the, the racing and everything, once you get out on the course, outside of the competitive heat, you're most likely going in to, to be in the open. It's a great big, one big happy family. Like everybody's helping everybody. They're giving pointers to helping you get over things. They're encouraging it's there's hardly very rarely is there any negativity or someone putting you down or judging you for for being out there they're just happy you're out there and that you're overcoming whatever challenges that you can and you may not be able to get over all the obstacles but you know what that's fine in life we don't get through all of our obstacles right we we have to keep going after it day after day but what's important is that we try and then we learn what we need to get better at and then we go home and we train and we get better and we work and then we go back and then guess what? That six foot wall we couldn't get over the first time. We're now able to get over that. And now, you know, I get to the monkey bars and oh man, I was only able to hang on one. This time I got halfway through, right? Those are, those are victories that you get for yourself. And that's the, the great thing with, with, with this is don't be afraid of it. Get out there and give it a try. And anything's possible. Like find the time. If you really want the passion, find the time to do it. I mean, I, I have a full-time job. I have four kids and, and all that other stuff. I, I get up early before work to be able to get my training in or I, you know, resolve it around where the kids come out and do it with me in the afternoon or I go get the workout in after they go to bed. Sometimes you need to, you know, prioritize and you have the time, but if you have the desire, you'll, you'll find the time to make it, make it work. It's funny. You pretty much described the last four years of my training there where I went, <laughs> went from unable to uh, get across the wall, unable to even hold on to a monkey bar. When I first started, I'd, I'd go up there and I'd basically touch the monkey bar, drop and go do 30 burpees. And yep. just like that, you know. And, uh, and this last year, I was able to get across the monkey bars, get up and over. I think it was an eight-foot wall without any help. You know, it's just been that that journey right there going from uh, a guy at 260, 270 pounds that couldn't do anything, uh, grow do more it's an awesome community and a great place to, to grow yourself as a person and the great thing like when you oh when you did those things right you probably felt like you won the race uh yeah the first or, time or I got even more that, right yeah the first time i got over that wall i got up there i sat on top and i looked around and and i was accomplished that was it i was done i didn't even want to do the rest of the race that was it i was i was done i was so elated and i think i was actually on a beast probably my third beast that I've done and, and got out there and did that. And, uh, it's like, man, that, that's just such a change from a guy who would come up to the wall and, and a six foot wall and just be like, Oh God, it's too much. 
<laughs> I, 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 that, that's the one thing I love about it is being out there with my family, with friends, people I don't even know and watching them, you know, get up to an obstacle and look defeated. And then you encourage them and you give them pointers and everything else. And then they get up there and they complete it. And just seeing like the joy, the excitement on their face. I mean, it, it's awesome. And it applies to everyday life and what we do. But it's awesome to escape from everything that we have, right? You're able to get out and kind of become your own person, put on a new persona, so to speak, when you get out on the course that you may not have, you know, from a day-to-day basis. Yep, you're exactly right. Uh, you can get out there and, and be more than you are in your daily life. So awesome. Thank you, uh, Jason. I love talking to you today. Um, I'm going to watch you next year and hopefully we can get you back on after some more wonderful races or even ninja competitions and you go out there and blast out that competition yeah maybe i'll get out there and get you back on talk about that because ninja is kind of between ninja and like the war x um, style races where you have you know the ninja of course is all obstacle to obstacle and then like war x where they have like actual explosions and mines and all sorts of weird like battle stuff yeah, um, those are kind of the two next next evolutions of OCR. So, been watching a lot of they the have, guys that are doing. They have something similar like that. It's called the like the tactical games as well, where they go out and they have almost like a a military type competition um, that's open to the public for where you bring if you have like your guns and everything. They do the shooting with like the the OCR type stuff in with it as well, and they have like events set up kind of like what CrossFit does throughout the day, and it's like a, a weekend competition, and you get points and everything, and it's a a point total throughout the whole weekend. I've seen some of that stuff that's kind of down the same same pathway. Yeah, one of our partners, West Coast Obstacles, uh, the owner, Jesse, he's he was just down at Tactical Games, got us right before Thanksgiving, so probably three weeks ago. And yeah. uh, he, he took a lot of pictures and video, and he actually came home and, and built some of the, the obstacles that they saw down there so he could practice up here. Yep. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook, like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear.